I had a crazy dream last night. Oh, what was that about? It was like I, I lived a whole other life with like I had a whole completely different life I was with homeless. like different friends. I had a girlfriend who was really pretty, nice. <laughs> I've had those. I've had like. And you wake up and you're dreams. like, "Fuck, that was kind of." So I was kind of happy, like. <laughs> no, nah, for real. Like, I definitely. I won, I won the lottery in one. Always like working at a gas station. With somebody it was like a whole nother life thing like but it was just my life you know? but, yeah, but it was you, all you, good. it felt like it, it was always you you know what just, i mean but uh yeah i um i won the lotto uh my girl calls me up on the phone it's like yo uh we're fucking rich and it's like one of those <laughs> yeah it's like one of those like 500 million <laughs> 800 rich. million dollars and we do the whole thing we get the financial advisors we we get like to pay the taxes we get everything by the houses by the cars we move i live like 20 years 25 years like live the life and had been living it you know what i mean and only to wake up what did you you probably woke up at a great part though because it always happens like that you're like you're doing something great you're like holy shit I'm about to fucking meet, you I've know, done a hundred the president of the United things. States and like, it's you know, like, this chick's about to suck my dick at the same time. And then like, you fucking wake up. All, oh, poof. Oh, oh, I got, oh shit. I, got no, too, I just, got I remember exciting. being just comfortable, <laughs> yeah. like super comfortable. Oh, and then just wake up and be like, fuck, I'm back in the grind. I gotta think, go yeah, to work. I mean, that sucks. Poof. I'm on Beekeep Radio. <laughs> just like shit. I end up here. Fuck. The fuck happened? Well, damn. Welcome to the radio show. <laughs> This is Insight. Today we got Cap sitting in for Welshie. Hey. Yeah. I guess Cap, you're going to be a regular addition here pretty soon, but. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, is it official? Guess we'll be Cap like official beekeeper? Just doing some radio show shit, that's for sure. But most important, it's Cap ain't important. I'm not important. We got I got in the house. Yeah, no, it's not a DJ Cap interview, Jesus. Yeah, man, I ain't interviewing you. I already interviewed you. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't get accepted for the job. That's the problem. Word. Yeah. This is awkward. So in seeds of descent so. on the radio show. All right, well, hey man, thanks Sorry for coming I didn't mean in. To come in and just throw that first wrench. Hi, it's always problems when I got comes in. The rebellion starts. What? So what's up, man? Thanks for coming you down know. from Albuquerque. We listened to some of your beats earlier. Yes, sir. Man, yes, sir. I'm loving the sound, but again, yeah, making the trek through the snowy wilderness to get here in the high the altitude road Santa runner. Fe. So yeah, welcome to the Beekeep. We've been talking yeah, about it for a while, getting you over here. For sure, for sure. Finally, Since speaker to mic. Yeah, yeah, actually, right. Yeah, which I just threw on again the other day, up in the CD player in the car, and refreshed my my memory. Word. And uh, man, just listening to uh, to your newest release, Dusty, Dusty Digital. Digital. It's like you come you like a long way in a year. I haven't man. gotten a chance yet, man. I you, missed it. You want to try again? In case you have three, two, one. Uh, we're gonna work on that it's just early days it's it's good it's cool but yeah man i mean it sounds like the beats have come like i like them before but man they've come like a long way like both quality wise in terms of you were saying better hardware better tools of the trade but also sounds like cohesively your whole idea for like i got style is starting to like take serious form like I was saying this to you before we started the interview, and that same thing I feel about your beats, Cap. It's like I can I can put some of them up in a lineup and be like, "That's an I got beat." I and that's yep, and that's a cap beat. <laughs> I know that that's a cap beat. And I feel like OG makes some beats. I can recognize his beats yeah, for sure. Like everyone's starting to develop this a distinct sort of style. Yeah, man, I love that. So I think that's partly me getting used to listening to all you guys and you know seeing you guys perform and all this stuff but definitely the progression it was you know the progression of the hardware going from the impc pro to an mpc 1000 that made a huge difference so that's Um, that's what you were using on the ipad for speaker to mic was mm -hmm. was yeah speaker to mic was all impc pro cool yeah i wanted to ask you about that shout out to akai yeah right it seems like that (laughs) that uh, software now has aged not so well like the the newest version you can bet the like the the number two right the iphone it's like i impc2 pro or something yeah and it's like 25 bucks and i haven't read too much about that but all the older versions now are not i swooped it up on the phone for cheap Oh, yeah, they, they pre-ordered it, give you like three packs, and I was I knew the three packs outweighed. It was like five bucks, so dope. 
you can't get three packs for five bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good just for the samples alone, right? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. So it was like mine as well. Yeah, easy Play choice. With it, you know, old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Dusty Digital, though, man. So you transitioned over to what are you using these days? The MBC One Thousand. Mm, some yeah, yeah, we love that that's piece around here. We love that, and uh, you can hear that in in uh, Dusty Digital. You still got that bit crunch, sixteen bit sound, mm-hmm. like that real warmth, like a lot of that. Like I, I made sure that these beats, when we're curating, that they they would be dusty. They 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 definitely have that crunchy sound that that nice sampled sound yeah hell yeah That's, you know i i make the music that i enjoy listening to no, i'm just that glad that cross, you enjoy listening to it too no i really like the evolution Shout out to the fans for sure and it seems like you're getting a few you're getting some shows too you guys have been doing some stuff yeah definitely uh under the crown's been moving working on our album trying to release that here this year and uh we got the big festival coming up the 420 festival oh yeah i just saw that for that you put up on social media yeah Yeah, definitely it was it was (laughs) really good times did you went last year yeah yeah and what went down uh we just did like a i remember we did a couple radio interviews i'm not sure whatever happened with those i really like to know like Uh, i I think they're archived um online the uh, it's something like trouble or Uh the trouble podcast or but yeah, it was just a really good time. We did a couple interviews, got to perform with the OC. These guys under the ground performed. And then we were just kind of hanging out, getting a bunch of free beer and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> I can imagine. No, it was definitely good times. That was uh, the first formation of FAM. Oh, yeah, and that was in Albuquerque also? No, that was the, here in Santa Fe. That was here in Santa Fe. Is this one in Albuquerque, though? This one's going to be, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I heard they're shutting down Central. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. It seems like they've done that a few times for other, I can't remember what the other, I've been to two other outdoor concerts. And the one I went to recently was only like a year or so ago. And uh, me, Josh, and a girlfriend went up and uh, they had like a, like a hip hop stage and like a EDM stage and like these different stages. And it was live. Man, it was sure. cool. So like they're doing that more and more in Albuquerque. So I'm pretty excited about that. So that's on 420. Uh, 420 and 421, I believe. Okay, so they're, it's a they're weekend. They're doing it in a two-day thi- two thing. Going to have all the vendors out there, all-ages show. Okay, nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And, uh, yeah, we saw you just recently at the Rufina show, their, uh, the Christmas show that the OCC threw. Definitely. And that was good. You guys were live there. You and Fred been stoned. Actually, everybody was good, man. That was a great show. That was a hell of a lot of fun to be part of that one. But yeah, no, so that was a great show. Uh, and then Benny Browncoat and I dropped our single like a week later. Yeah. Yeah, that first first single produced by I God. Yeah. That, that was a that was a fun track. Got a lot of great review too. Is that where's that available? Uh, it's on Bandcamp right now, under the crown and, uh, that's a free free uh, release. You just put zero in the the cost field, and they'll mail you a link. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's easy. Bandcamp's kind of nice like that. It's a little. It's not the smoothest place to go. It doesn't work that well on the phone, for instance. But it's right. legit. Uh, they have their own little app. I was it, gonna say, my, yeah, good I, on my I, phone. I can listen to most things. Oh, that's where I started with so Antonius Monk. It was yeah. the Bandcamp. Like getting his his albums on Bandcamp. See, I've been kind of looking at like a a source of where to you know start releasing all my material. Cause right now most of my stuff's just on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud's getting kind of weird as far as like I do not have just a advertisements up the ass. And now it's it's kind of the point where like if you're not paying SoundCloud, they're not putting your shit. Oh really? You know, in the lineup. It's or, pretty much it all social media to, now. Right? Yeah, that's Yelp too. That's all these services. If you're not throwing some, if it's social, if coins. it has a social media aspect, it they want money to promote you. Yeah, that's why I feel like I guess Bandcamp's a little bit more neutral. I know they take a fee, but you know, at least it's kind of up to you to put your shit out there. Well, and that's probably it. I've never paid them any money, so what can I expect, right? It's like right. Gmail. It's like free services. They're great. We love them, but we also love to complain about them. Oh, so there's no fee with Bandcamp? I mean, I haven't ever paid a fee to Bandcamp. I there was. No. Well, awesome. No. no. 
but like I can also you can understand charge, why it's not that though, great. And then Bandcamp's cool because you can put merch up too if you want to ship it out and really oh, connect snap. with your fans. Really, I didn't know that. I just can. I just got a bunch of stickers from uh, One Below, oh, a Binary Star. Yeah, hell yeah. Through uh, through his Bandcamp. Man, I, I, love I love to support star. the artists that I like. Free you know what I mean? Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just plug them super hard. So I'll be expecting a check. You can address it to the Beatkeep. That's right. We are in no way affiliated <laughs> or paid. We're just saying it's a good site. It seems you to can, be working you all can right. You cut it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm sure there'll be some editing. Yeah, you know, I very rarely pull stuff out of the interviews. You know, honestly, there's like very rarely, you know, I've had one or two people who like wanted to listen ahead of time to what the interview was like before I released it. And to be fair, it's like they they were like, oh, chill. Yeah, no, it's fine. And like people, I think, freak out more about what they think they think they're going to say than anything they would actually say. Right. It's a kind of silly one. I'm but. just like, how am I saying it? Am I being all aggressive? No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you before I got you have a voice for radio, bro. Yeah, you do. You get like nice and I'm the one who's got to worry about shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay, Cap. So I don't know. I got a great voice. I'm no Frank Sinatra over here. But yeah, so tell us just a little bit more about Dusty Digital, man. Seven tracks. Seven tracks. Um, what what sort of spurred the idea, or like you know, who sort of gave you the idea to start this whole thing up on this one? Or that was uh, Ox Audio. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Ox true Audio mind. was was uh, quick with that because I was coming off the single with Benny Browncoat, um, really focusing on the, the crew projects in the works. And um, I, I wasn't really thinking about putting out an instrumental album, but he's like, you should uh, grab from the mix. And um, I asked him to help me curate it. So it's it's like sub-curated, co-curated, co- yeah. <laughs> co-curated by Ox Audio. But uh, yeah, he helped me uh, pick the tracks. I had my list, he had his. We kind of crossed them over and um, made made a, cut it down to seven tracks. And then uh, from there, I just got in the note, tracked them all out with the 1000. And that makes such a huge difference. I mean, when you're building something in a machine, like you can start doing like a soft mix on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you start to get you know familiar with the machine and and start to realize how to balance your sound and how to like you know kind of maximize it within the machine but then to go to like a 24 track cart eight track out just straight just dump that thing out and then boost everything up and then arrange it sonically like that Uh makes a huge difference oh hell yeah going from those basic waves that are bounced from the 1000 and then actually hearing the the product so it's funny like i really fell back in love with the beats because it's you know you get back involved with them you 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 track them out and then hearing them getting mixed and mastered and it's like by the end of the album it's like wow like it was something that i wasn't expecting to do a month ago but now here it is and I'm so excited for people to hear it. I've I've shown it off to a bunch of friends and family, and and I've gotten nothing but positive reviews and the love on it. Yeah, it was sounding real good. Thank you, thank you. But okay, yeah. So there were a couple tracks on there that uh, that I liked in particular that stood out, and uh, I think there were a couple that like, stood out to some other people. You said Benny really liked one, I think. Um, Definitely. But First Sight was one of them. So Dude, we'll First Sight is honestly my favorite track off the album. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the album oh, for people. Getting right into it. Yeah. like. Well, we'll save that one for a little later then. Oh. But also, nah, Daydream is pretty freaking killer. <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, and Breakin' was the other one that I wanted to talk to you about. But yeah, so, all right. So, yeah, so Ox kind of <clears throat> said, hey, man, get the shit out. You need, like, a long clip. You made all these beats. Yeah, I know, right? Or we just need, like, a small person. <laughs> <You know? laughs> An assistant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that can just pass the, the J for us. I mean, right, I should train my damn useless dog, Louie. Do something <laughs> around here. Earn his keep. 
Better yeah, so, so it sounds like this came about pretty organically. Like for the most part, you just had this stuff and, and then you kind of got to refinish some of them with Ox. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's nice. That's a nice way to work. Yeah, definitely. You got to like siphon down a bunch of work that you've done into like the best tracks that you wanted to out of that. And then like. But what's funny is kind of like you were saying earlier when we were listening to it, um, I've gotten this from a few other listens too. And they see like they hear the sound similar to speaker to mic and they they hear like a progression within it and it's funny you know curating it out of the beats that we curated and landing on that to be the release it's just it's funny how things work out like that right like it's synchronistic it was like meant to be it's oh right exactly and like i couldn't there are no words that i could use really to properly describe you know the like what your style is but yet I can like hear it. And when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's an IGOD beat. Like there's something about like the way you structure loops and like the speed at which you progress the ideas in the song. And maybe even like, a, I think a couple scales that you use, it sounds like like tonally right. you pick like a couple like scales or modes that are like a certain sound. And like, I feel like those are distinct without being distracting and without being a crutch. Right. And that's nice. Like, so when you're like, oh, I can see the name tag on there, but it's not, that's not the whole song. It's not just like that one snare. Right. That's and that's like where a, a lot of us releasing beat tapes uh, kind of struggle. You know, a lot of times I see it just lit and labeled, you know, one through seven or one yeah. through nine. Uh, or, you know, you name them, but when you name them, you're kind of letting the fan know something so oh that's true in, yeah, in some ways you kind of want to like and speaker to mic i think i named it a lot more obscure like i didn't i wanted it to be like they're they wanted to get in there and be like oh nevertheless what is this and then they hear it and it was like because the the title was nevertheless they their expectations of the song were not tainted I hear you. Is, if that's a good word. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, I didn't want to like obstruct the listener in their experience of my music. Yeah, you didn't want to influence them too much. Yeah. No, I, I, that's something that comes up on the show a lot, actually, is how especially the internet has made it so difficult to not be coincidentally influenced by the other things you're into or other music you like or like any of that stuff, right? It's like pretty hard because, you know, you li you like listen to something or, you know, I don't know, you're fans of something and so you're used to sound and that influences you and other people are into different sounds. So I, mean, I feel like the minute something comes out, you can listen to it and so this new idea proliferates really quickly and it, you don't get individual enclaves of ideas mm -hmm. like in the way that you used to have like the dirty south sound and like the east coast sound and like they almost didn't mix because the internet hadn't allowed that yet right. and now it's like those ideas those sounds those structures can like cross immediately mm -hmm. so it's really hard to like come up with something new or unique i mean most of us are in one way or another paying homage to a classic style or right technique mm -hmm. right like, well now it's getting like even more specific than that it's like beyond like the style of beats that it is now it's like remember that thing i was joking about the other day oh so and so type beat it's not wait. even just like the music it's like who the person is now like but now beat that's makers the kind are of beat selling that so beats so like that makes, you know they're like mean? they're like oh a jay-z beat oh, or man. they're even worse they're like a premiere and beat. i gotta be honest i think that is so cheesy it's it annoying, is it's yeah. like it's oh, like you guys are doing that you know that shit out <laughs> like it well, is and like i was listening to a, to a podcast the other day about music production and they were talking about the idea of replicating your favorite songs for the sake of like disseminating them to understand how they're constructed like right. you know trying to make a snare that sounds like that with that sizzle or like has that reverb on it you know mastering a progression like that or like some reverb effect that likes creating an atmospheric feel in the song like right. all of those little things are like very important but I, I feel like in a way you're like teaching yourself to flawlessly copy instead mm. of like forging your own do you think path. that like separates like the person who is a fan of the art form and the person who's just trying to sell the art form 
Oh, big time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, because yeah, yeah. if you're really like a fan of the art form, you've got the background knowledge of what's been done. And so when you as an artist start approaching that line and start seeing like, oh, I, you know, this reminds me of something else. For me personally, that's a good sign to like bounce off and come back into something more mine. Yeah, something more unique. No, I hear that. And that's why I do feel like the, and we were talking about this too, like generating your own note progressions with MIDI, for instance, or with like a real instrument recorded into your interface or whatever method you're using, um, is a way to like ensure a certain degree of creativity has occurred, but the pace of advancement is slow. Right. Because you're like having to craft each one of those pieces of that sound individually and like you don't get to like, rely on the theme and the cues that are given with a good sample right and that's where that's where i am and really. you gotta think of, like the, a lot of the people who played those samples were like fucking virtuosos and shit right I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, I, perfect I, I don't think i was ever and don't ever think i will ever be like a piano virtuoso but that's like i don't know that's where i started i started with a controller virtual instruments uh-huh. You know, and Fruity Loops. I mean, I can use like, that. Was, out some notes that was where I was at. Like, chords, but... I was afraid of getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> like, I for mean, real, that's... for real. Like, I didn't yeah. want to get uh, sued for the sample clearance. Like, I love sample based music sound. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I would just build my own. I had my own keyboard and play all the instruments myself. And, and, I did that for many years. Well, and there's lots of samples that you can use that are cleared already. Like you can buy tracks yeah. for chopping yeah. up and like, they're great. Like, and I have some of that stuff on one of my memory cards on the MPC and like we use it a lot. And the nice thing is you can use it with abandon. Like you, you can be lazy with your chops if you want, because it's all cleared. You've bought right. those tracks. Right. Uh, at the same time, you're getting the right effect. So there is like, there's a responsible way to sample and there's like a very conscious way to do it. And then I think there's like sampling for most people where like, basically like you were pointing out, if you're not selling a fuckload of copies and like, you're not blowing up yet, like is the eye of Sauron like, mm-hmm. you know, turned your way? Probably not. You know, or DJing out a live set. That's where, you know, get away with like some shit or like the right. live performance stuff you can use yeah. those like tracks that you can't release you know what i mean no for real but for how long <laughs> yeah, until I get some- everybody's <laughs> got those phones now you know you're gonna get a cease and desist for just like with a recording of your it. live show <laughs> yeah for basically covering somebody's um, set oh uh, dude covers <laughs> covers are the hardest <laughs> Well, yeah, so I mean, it sounds like you've got a whole lot of stuff you've been working on because there's some Under the Crown stuff. A you just put this work. out. You did a Christmas song. Yep, Ghost yep. of Christmas Past. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what spurred you to do a Christmas song this year? All right, so uh, I made the beat uh, December 12th. And... Okay. <laughs> Dude, sorry. Intermission. Intermission. <laughs> On the twelfth day of Christmas, I God gave to me the beat. So, <laughs> yeah, I made the beat. Uh, Benny was actually out of town, but I, when I make beats, I I usually send them to the crew, and that way they get first dibs on them. And uh, he came back and he's like, "Bro, that beat." I'm like, "I want to make a Christmas song. Let's do it, bro. It's That's like so, so awesome. Christmassy." Like, I was getting comments. I posted a video when I made it on Instagram, and I was getting comments about, you know, being a Christmas song, and I was like, that you could totally hear it. It's yeah. like the Christmassy bells and shit. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so he's like, let me get that beat. And I was like, bro, let, let's do it together. And so we just come off doing a back-and-forth track for the UTC album. And uh, we felt pretty good off that. And so uh, we wrote it, recorded it, had it mixed and mastered. He laid the cuts. Uh, we had it all pretty much done. I did the artwork. Uh, we had it all done by the 20th. Wow. Yeah. Nice turnaround time. Yeah. yeah. So we were really ready for this one. We had it uploaded, ready on Bandcamp, like totally ready for the release. We were half released. Well, uh, the thing was, I th- we wanted to release it Christmas Day. But we just decided to like go ahead and release it a little bit early, 
Yeah, that's like, or Christmas Eve. I think we were yeah. going to release it Christmas Eve, but we ended up releasing it the twenty third. That's true. I think that's smart marketing. Yeah, if so you can just, pull that off. And who yeah. doesn't like to open up the presents early anyway? Yeah, definitely. Damn right. Yeah, definitely. So you guys can find that for sure online. Are we loving that? Oh, let's get a new track. Word up. Bam. So, uh, oh, keep writing. You're leaving me. Check it out. Girl, you're tearing me apart. Thanks, brother. Thanks, I, brother. Uh, I really like that one. Got that nice, like you said, that nice, like crispy <sighs> kind of. It's not crispy. It's like dusty, old dusty crunchiness to yeah. it. You know what I mean? Dusty digital. And yeah, I just like the way your drums pop. You get that really like just kind of soft thumping kick, and then that snare is just like bah. But yeah, that mix and mastering at Knuckle Note Studio that really set it off. I mean, yeah. my my stuff was you know. Here I'm making like a little hand gesture, but then he, Ox Audio <laughs> took it to here, and I'm almost touching the ceiling. That's a big hand gesture. <laughs> a big hand gesture. All right. For sure, man. Yeah, man, I'm liking that one too. But I just say for sure, it's got that 16-bit crunch sound, you know, from the MPC, and I love that. And then you've added some nice crackles on there, and spent a lot of time digging in the Where? samples. Sounds Man, like... I, I love showing my beats to beat makers yeah. because like you're like me or you're, you're gonna try to figure how i did it and oh, yeah. the 16 the bit crunch was not necessary oh, oh, like it's just, break it down just, so you know <laughs> as you listen to it like okay i go i hear all the individual things and i try to listen to all yeah. the different layers on no there. but i'm i'm super into that like you know imagining how people build their stuff construct their beats and then hearing people do that to my beats Mm -hmm. is that's the ultimate win right there i won (laughs) i can quit thanks guys won the rap game peace y'all but now what i gotta say there's there's always a bit of like there's there's always like a tension in your beats you know like there's a not like a bad tension i mean like the in the the way like a movie should have a certain amount of tension like you know the uh, strings are a little quick paced in that song and like the progressions are like a little up and down and they're in a slightly uncertain key also. So it's like, it, like they're, they're energizing beats. Like I feel like sometimes I fall into a sleepy beat trap <laughs> where like I'm making like 
beats that are yeah they're good but like boy this is like like the mood too uh, I, I was there no, so i was there tension. and it, it it took some time to really progress into more animated beats you yeah. know things that were really grabbing the ear instead of you know progressing a beat through in a way that's real soft and gentle mm. you know yeah, I feel like there's there's not a predictability to the way the beats progress on on Dusty D- Digital, but there is a um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not predictable, but there's like a more uh, a more constant rate of change in like you know like every four measures you're like adding something, or taking something out, changing it, and I feel like the evolution of the way that you've structured your tracks is like remarkable too like i'm glad you noticed it's worth yeah it's worth talking (laughs) about that because like the i really liked speaker to mic but there was a lot of like of loopiness to it so and like i feel like the loopiness kind of brings you out after a after listening for a little while whereas like the change in a track the dynamic change in a track which dusty digital has um like like keeps you in keeps your you like tuned in and listening in a way that yeah so I got that progressions like dope. And it's something that I've been like trying to work on in, in my own music, which is why I think I'm noticing it more in other people's music right now. Like that. that well, as an MC effort. yourself, you know, uh, I think too. you'll probably be more drawn to that because an MC initially, when you're initially writing like the long eight bar loops is, is great. You right. Know what I mean, cause you uh-huh. can really find yourself, but then, after a while, you become repetitive within that kind of music. Even a four-bar loop becomes mm. just so long. And so, you know, trying to build in a smaller loop set, that way you can have those dynamic changes within the structured beat, within, you know, a 12-bar beat, a 16-bar beat, mm-hmm. and really working with different MCs and seeing how they prefer to rock on beats and and just growing from that taking all that information so i've been really lucky to be surrounded by such a talented group of people with under the crown yeah the scene and, uh, is like super supportive here so definitely uh, definitely is by that for sure and then you know outstanding citizens with og willikers yeah. you know shout out to fam yeah so, all the cats yeah hell yeah yeah so everybody uh i i'm really inspired by them so on the like a technical question about Dusty Digital, so you recorded out of MPC, you went through Ox Audio's board, mm-hmm. took it to the Knuckle Note, to Knuckle, and then he records on Pro Tools, or what yep. is he? he yeah, he's he, Pro Tools or two. Yeah, okay, cool. And then so he did mix for or a bit of mix there and master. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, like okay, so familiar. speaker to mic was uh, <laughs> because we we only had two chat uh, two track track out capabilities. Everything was two track, two track, uh-huh. two track, and um, <clears throat> it took forever to track that album out. You know what I mean? Nine tracks, two tracks. Persona, That's probably why yeah. it was a little bit more loopy because you when it takes like five hours to do three songs you're you're really like it's it's time consuming but with the mpc 1000 eight outs you could pretty much you know dump out a a beat in one to two rounds passes yeah yeah Yeah, so and then like elements that are consistent you can add those within the the software you know what i mean because they're they're already there so i can track out that element add that element back in and i don't have to out it you know like the whole way through the song yeah see i think that's the big difference in that you can hear in in dusty digital is just the amount of editing in total that was that's done right because yeah. you know my whole stereo sample comes out my drums all come out i can and they're all in their own track i can then do whatever i want so you know i was saying like three beats five hours now it's like five beats one hour nice yeah no nah, maybe maybe not that much maybe maybe three beats an hour <laughs> You know, yeah, like you still race. gotta, you still race. gotta like set it all up. <laughs> yeah, and you're present. You're getting faster. But uh, Dusty Digital was uh, tracked out in one day. 
Damn. Yeah, I had all the beats in my machine. I went back in, made sure everything was sounding good and nice and dusty and digital, and basically uh, took it into the took it in the studio and tracked it out one day. And mm-hmm. within the, that week, it was mixed and mastered and done. Ooh, okay. You nice. know, a lot of the mix got done right that day. You know, but. Nice I can see to that work. though, because I mean, if you've heard those tracks, you know, so many times, you already have an idea of how you want them to sound. So when it comes to like, you know, maybe that might actually be a better method, just fucking doing it all at once, so you don't think about it too much. Well, Plus, when you're working with uh, the same studio, like I'm sure you know, other artists find this useful too. But they can set up a, a sound set within Pro Tools, and that's like yeah, that's your good. sound, mm-hmm. and so it just makes it so much faster no that's true yeah i kind of like setting things up a little bare bones in my session so i have like a template mm-hmm. and that has most of my ins and outs already set up and most of my buses set up and i'm not talking about like a record in type thing i'm talking about more of a mix and master template yeah. you know what i mean oh like, okay yeah like my levels are going to be shit. different than anybody else who rolls through yeah. the knuckle note no, I hear that, and that's I guess what I'm saying that I kind of I'm a little slower with it because I I still set those up individually, oh, like shit. for this session. Sorry, here. Ox, I'm giving away too much. Well, no, no, I mean it's it's like a preference, <laughs> right? Because I feel like Shout if, out I, to if I don't do it that way, my then, then I make mistakes uh-huh. on my setup. So then my 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 uh, interviews sound like shit. Like I I kind of laugh because the cabbie interview, right? you know, the premier sound guy in town, right? And I just recorded it so fucked up and like, it was just whack. Like I just like the sound was whack on that interview. <laughs> but I just like that, that's so funny. But the, so yeah, I tend Dang. to set things up. I like listened compressor to that settings. I thought it was a good interview. Yeah, no, the, the, like he is a great guest and has a whole lot to say. And like, I could listen to him for like weeks. He's got so much information, <laughs> word, word. right? But I recorded him like i was Dude. using my phone like it was just terrible quality Damn. i was just yeah, so pissed at myself like that <laughs> but it's because I, I rushed with my settings like i didn't uh i didn't spend the time to set each compressor setting for the person who was sitting there like i did with you i set you i set you oh, up oh i you see know. i see I... Uh, yeah so Boy. it's it takes you know it's worth putting in the extra effort um but what like you're saying if you're so used to if i had to come in again like why wouldn't i just save these settings right like this right now Right. For I got it is interview two the sequel, like that's exactly what you're talking about. So like getting so into the groove of workflow that, like you're cutting corners on time because your settings are exactly the same. That's dope. Like, so well, you got that sound. Like, wasn't that the big problem with Wu Tang? Like when Riz's basement got flooded, the sound changed. Of, no, yeah, a lot of cats it. lost their sound because the equipment that Rizzo was recording on. And he had, you know, the base, the physical equipment for Ghostface or for Method Man or for Inspected Deck. You know what I mean? He had the physical bus and a lot of that stuff got flooded and the the machines, the the hard drives all got flooded. Like a ton of albums got lost. Stop, I'm going to cry. For real, I want to cry. It's like burning the library at Alexandria. Yeah, I've had that experience Dude, when real. I lost uh, my laptop when it like crashed out, and I lost a bunch of pretty much everything that I'd made for like four years. I remember you okay, posting that. That was, that was your cat's vengeful on attack on your laptop. Yeah, it was, uh, was it still, you know. Back up, back up, still back up, talk about. back up, back up, back up gotta, again. I should probably back like, up if today. you're not backing up at least three times right now, you're fucking up. Yep. For real, for real. And, you know, it was like, I forget who, Lord Furness or one of those big cats was had a problem or Pete Rock or someone. They had a problem on social media where they had lost their hard drive. uh, And they're like, back up, back up, back up. It's painful, man. (laughs) Back up. It always pushes you to do more good work, but 
it's like that's there's no great nah, way. You know, there's you no really replacing never get some work. No. Like sometimes you're just in that time and space. That's what I was gonna say. Cause like I've tried to remake like some of the stuff. Like cause I you know I have like the same like I have some of the samples and things yeah, that yeah. I use. But like probably some of the sessions, but the not same. the actual MIDI no. like sessions. Just mainly yeah. the samples. But yeah, and you try to lay it down again, and you're just not in that same mood or that yeah. same headspace you were in that you're talking about. You so know? you got back up. And so it's just like. It's gone. (laughs) It's just fucked. It's fucked. It is. It is. It's just a super bad situation that no one should go through. Well, all right. So if we've learned something today, fans, listeners, children at home in our massive fan base. Other creatives. Back up. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. Back up. It's going You got under the crown in the building, y'all. I want to shout out my under the crown brothers, Benny Browncoat, Context, Fred Binstone. I know you're listening. And uh, Disciple, yo, out of Cali. Hell yeah. So what else is coming up for you guys? You you must have a show before the 420 Fest. We do. We have a show coming up on the 18th at Moonlight Lounge. 18th of January. Yeah. It's fresh and moonlight now. Yeah, so and we, uh, Benny got the show. We're still putting it together. I'm going to host it. Nice. Be hosted by iGod. Woo! Yeah. It's fresh. Roll through. Roll through. It's fresh. And try to make it to that. Let's see what I think else it's only going to be like five bucks at the door. Oh, that's an agreeable price. It's a steal. Might do free, though. What do you guys think? Everybody call in. Let me you know right like now. A, name your own <laughs> phone lines are open. <laughs> No, that would be cool. Do it for a good cause. Yeah, I think that's a nice way to do it. You know, especially if you having people donate something and bringing food in for a food drive or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of in the spirit of hip hop, isn't it? I mean, something like that. Right? Yeah, for real. Well, hell yeah, let's get into another track. Word up! Boom. Play that shit. You want to listen to next? Dreaming. Some, uh, what up? Dreaming of you. Uh, thinking of you. A little daydreaming. Daydreaming, that was it. Word. Yeah, let's get into daydreaming. Thinking of you. Dusty Digital. I got. I'm happy to keep radio.
balance type man. I love I love that xylophone, vibraphone tone stuff going on now. And that's yeah, that's pretty tight. I gotta say, I dig that one. Word. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, these so. Are, these all have like a totally nice feel to them now in a way where speaker to mic was like you know I don't know like feeling it out in a way like there's like a there's like a rustic feel to speaker to mic you know it's like by intention i think you the know, initial like, amount of beats to curate into the album was vastly different between speaker to mic and dusty digital smaller. dusty digital yeah because speaker to mic i had probably 12 15 beats that uh -huh. i really wanted to to put out and then curated it down to nine where Dusty Digital was 17 tracks curated down to seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. So being able to pick from that type of range, you can really tell a story with it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's when you're you're picking the track list. And these are things that nobody really talks about. Like, yeah. like how do you pick a track list? You know, like, how did you come how up with that? Like, I mean, the sequence of the songs. And it, it really just comes down to hours and hours and hours of listening to your to your music and really imagining the story so it takes it to a whole nother level you know when you're making an album it, and when you're making beats you just post a beat post a beat post yeah. a beat and it's just kind of random can, right and you can kind of show some range within that but when you make an album it's more or less you want to tell a story it's an album you know yeah. i mean you want replay value you want something where it's like you get to the end of it and you're like come back into the beginning and you're right back on it you know yeah exactly and so that's really what it's like it's like chaptering a book mm -hmm. where all the chapters were like adventure stories <laughs> or you got a love story and then well, it know? helps if you like all the chapters a lot more too right for sure i know with like went master cool when we released that like it seemed like the the right idea to like kind of released it with the track order that we that we did which like retrospectively doesn't make a lot of sense like it made sense to us in like our inside joke but, but it that's didn't what really... it what makes sense you know what i mean yeah it doesn't always have to make sense for the listener you know no, like I agree in, in a that. way it, the listener is gonna find their own way i agree with that but i think there was like a flow that like could yeah, have people been always had their own the individual album. interpretation right right no, they do and like for the I, most part, i mean yeah. on some things you know no, for sure. But I think like a, a a more intentional flow could have been achieved through the whole of the album, like by rearranging the songs in a way that like kind of captured the listener. And then once their attention was focused, then like gave them the idea that was a little more of the harder pill to swallow, a little more like, I don't know, not so easy to like. Right. And then finished on like a power note again, like that would have been no a logical doubt. way to do it. But instead we like went for the more story like the more like gentle intro and that i don't know retrospectively that may not have been the right choice but yeah the intro is is kind of the big deal you know like that, right because it's yeah the the first introduction to the listener for the album mm -hmm. and right. so uh, like I, I really tried to come in on a high note on that and i know? can relate to like dj wise like you know for djing like whenever i play sets or record mixes it's like you know you always open up you always want to you know kind of open up with something like in a big expression or like you know kind of set the mood but then you got to take yeah. yourself out of it it's it's exactly like that where you're, th you're thinking more about the fan than yourself yeah because then, if it was for me i would be like yo i'm gonna put my hammers up front like first you know and <laughs> do that but you got to have a progression. You got to build a story, have exactly. a narrative, run the listener through it. See, I've always appreciated albums that did that more so than just like albums that were just kind of like, you know, tracks on an album, basically. You know, like one notable one that always comes to me is like Kendrick Lamar's uh, fucking, what is it? Good Kid, Mad City. You know, that was like a big, long sort of told out tale. Where? You know. Well, yeah, yeah, no, and you want to tell those tales. That's a golden age hip hop, like the For things real. that, yeah, I was gonna like say. the old school albums that, like I adore, all have a narrative. Even if the songs don't seem like they do up front, you can like listen to an album like 
a couple times and not realize there's a narrative. Yeah. But then, you know, after getting some history yeah, with it, definitely. you're like, wow, they, they really worked it through. You know, I wonder what, if that was intentional. Mm -hmm. No, for real. Like, like, the, like the old dilated people's albums and like. I don't know, Black Alicious, like like all that stuff. I was thinking like, like the old slow. artifacts. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean. Like yeah, that's them. Because yeah. if you listen to them, you can listen to them the tracks individually. Yeah. Like especially that's them. You know, like, but if you listen to it in the flow in the track order, like you come out of it, you feel a certain way. Like they mm. they walked you through a progression. No, and I don't true. know if that was them yeah, like or if that was. I remember they used to have, you know, like a big. Sort or, of like, yeah, if that was the the producer, the engineer, like <laughs> did they have that vision and they just mixed it that way? Because mm. you can mix an album any way you want. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you can mix it with this intention or that intention. No, that's a good point. Actually, like I guess the the, the most notable example that most people will listen to, I think. Is like Dr. Dre's 2001. Like, you Word. know, I mean, for real, that tells like such a story. And you like, you listen to it oh, all the yeah. way through. Like, that's right. one of those albums you right. start at the beginning. And like, I wouldn't I play guilty. it out of order. See, everybody's got their yeah. idea of like their album that tells the tale. It's funny. Right. <laughs> but that Word. one like just comes and goes. And like, so, I mean, it's well, yeah. a it's complete idea. I mean, in the same way that a lot, like you were saying, a lot more electronic music. Like all the old like mushroom well, jazzes and things like that. Did like, you guys hear that uh, organized out. confusion? Yeah, uh, where like it has the skits in it and mm -hmm. it like just tells the tale. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, old school. But that's another one where yeah. like you up. could totally pull those skits out, and it would still be like a cohesive album. It would still tell the story. I feel like there was a lot of that throughout, kind of like music in the '90s and early 2000s, and now not so much. You know, now it's just yeah. kind of like you know, kind of what I was getting back to originally. Now it's just. People are just kind of releasing albums with tracks on them. That right. Are, oh, bangers. I think it has right. to do with the media. <laughs> yeah, just dropping those Hammer yeah, albums, exactly. like a little EP. I think it has to do with the media. Like, I don't mean like the, the big bad media. I mean, literally like the type of the way we're passing the music around. When you bought a CD, you threw that on in your car and it looped, mm -hmm. right? Like and the yeah. tape, for 15 instance, bucks for that bitch. Same so kind of important. deal. <laughs> yeah, for real. And you kept it in a binder and it was like a whole expression. Now you download individual tracks because oh, I want this one track for a dollar instead of the album for five, right? right. Like, Because we're dumb like that. Like, <laughs> and you're looking at the name. You already get the subcontext, like everything we were talking about earlier. That's where the, the, the CDs, the vinyl were nice. Like you had the option to sit there with the cover and you could be like, oh, this it has this guy on it. This was produced by this person. This has the, the guitar by so-and-so. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? The track would be oh, playing and be and reading the lyrics. lyrics. Oh, yeah, you know? Big like ass story fold time. out paper <laughs> story Exactly, time. exactly. <laughs> exactly. You flip mean? it over, it was a poster you'd hang on your wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, I love but that. But that's what I'm talking about. You don't – not a lot of people were doing that back then. And so you would hear a bunch of songs and you wouldn't know the name of the song. You're like, wow. Like the third time you heard it, you finally remember, oh, yep. I need to see – wait, what's track five? Yeah. I really like oh that's track okay yeah. I see and then like you were saying earlier it had a and name and then you noticed it, you're yeah. like oh it was produced by so and so word mm -hmm. I like his production you know and that's how you got into producers back then like it wasn't announced out it wasn't like you know your favorite producers were dropping full albums by themselves they were actually producing tracks for a group, yeah. or a an group. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Premiere from Gangstar. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, if you want a premiere production, you had to buy a, a Gangstar album. Rest in peace, Guru. Yeah, yeah, for real, straight up. Shout out to Pour Big Shug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, uh, Afu Ra started uh, under the crown. Oh man, Afu Ra! It's so crazy that you guys are actually like, watch out. You know, like you hang out with him and shit, and you make music with him. He well, that was when it, one of his tracks a long time ago, Whirlwind Through yeah, Cities. Yeah, of course. It's, it's a, a classic. Yeah, you, it's I heard a that classic. On a, on a Beat Junkies mixtape. And that was Word. one of the uh, like first underground hip-hop tracks that really grabbed me in my youth. That was Same like, here. Oh I like the Beat yeah, Junkies a lot, this? bro. Like, this ain't... No, I think that ninety-seven point three shit. Like, what is this? <laughs> no, this you know? is like some cool kid music, like some thinking music. Like, whoa, this tells a story. Like, right. Yeah. It's not about. See, and I never. Tits and bitches I always and like whatever. wanted to get that album, but I could never find it anywhere because it was, you know, 
stuff like that. You know, you can kind of find it at Hastings or right. Disc Jockey or whatever. Yeah, and I remember going to CD other cities back then. and finding little record shops in other cities and right. like buying records there. Mm-hmm. And like that was always so fucking cool because you'd be like, oh shit, like. You know, and I used to get like well, we weird had the, shit. I'd find like Cypress Hill I grew up in and Cali. England and shit. Like, it I'm, just, I'm from California. Weird. From Southern California. Ooh, shout out to the West Coast. I was born in New Ooh. Mexico, but um, I grew up in Southern California. Yeah, that yeah. place is on fire. I'm glad you moved here. I think yeah, you told me that before. Definitely. But, you know. but yeah, out there they had the music trader. All right. So you just go in. They had new use, oh, yeah. and then they had the decks, the the actual receivers and the headphones. Yeah, and you could sit there and listen to <laughs> so like. So you had some access to some probably like really great things. Definitely back then. Definitely, and being a skateboarder, like yeah. watching the old videos. That's like how you got into music. I remember yep. exhibits, paparazzi, <laughs> like being on an old old like four four one one. And that's like how I heard of Exhibit. Like I was a Cali kid, oh, like just skating every day. And I seen that. It was, I forget whose part it was. It was just like a, a single part mm-hmm. playing that paparazzi. And oh, I'd rewind right. it just to hear the song. I was like, this is so dope. Nice. I remember the war videos, the like the graph and skate videos. Yeah. Do you know World War? Nah, Did you ever see I those? Don't. Oh, and those were dope because, yeah, the, I remember hearing like Necro and like a bunch of dudes that like. I don't know. I'd never like come across, and it was all the dirtiest shit, like all the hardest yeah. shit, right? And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" Like, this shit's dope. And yeah, you don't know the name of it. Like, you're just watching this DVD, and they're like, "This song is sick." And then years later, you come across it again, and it opens you all up. Like, Necro's one of those, one of those dudes. It like was. Well, it's funny. One of my skateboard friends, like that, I was skating with a lot. Uh, he had binders and binders of CDs. Like every CD that came out, he bought. Uh, like it didn't matter what it was if it was east coast west coast so like mm-hmm. he had just every cd i could think of wow. and it, it was crazy because like i ended up being like yo i'm gonna do that and so uh, you'd get them you'd lose them oh they'd get scratched nah they just get jacked oh, yeah. and oh, then man. you gotta go get them again you know what i mean good. I had no. a bunch of CDs stolen, yeah, like yeah. a long time ago like when that 200 300 happen. disc books yeah. and then it's like fuck some of those were my favorite albums. Yeah. I gotta go get them shit. You know how many times I bought Tikal? Uh, <laughs> uh, man, that's fucking awful. Dude, I, I think I'm on like my tenth time at least. Yeah. And I still don't have the record. Damn. Yes, we're... Well, yeah, I'm kind of glad CDs are gone in a way. The digital age it's is been, winning a little bit these now. days. I guess. Yeah. Well, still my MP3. Whatever. For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just download another cop. I mean, now MP3s are just made by everybody. Like, we're making MP3s all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even download MP3s of other people's shit. That, that, this is the weird thing. It's all come backwards and weird around. I download I my own music waves. in MP3, and I buy <laughs> my friend's CDs, and I go see shows. And then that's about it, right? Like, I don't really buy music, uh-huh. like, unless it's local music. I, like, Word. try to cycle my, my spending here. Because, like, these like, big artists, they're fine already. If I want to see them in a show, I'll pay the ticket, whatever. But there's some artists that are just doing it to doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, still got to support your favorite artists. If you want to hear music from people, favorites, yeah, yeah, you got to, like, get out there and you got to to support, you know, like, because that's how they're continuing at. to grow. Mm-hmm. I think ticket prices are where it's at. Like, if I could buy CDs locally, I don't even think it's ticket prices. I think it's more just direct music and merch sales. Well, if you're buying yeah. the t-shirt of your favorite artist like directly from the artist, then yeah. that's the way to go. Because no, you know that they're getting the cut of it. Yeah. You're rocking it. I know it's that's a where win-win. a lot of like money is to be made. You know, being an artist, you know, especially musically, a lot of it, you know, you don't really make too much money off the actual music right. you make. And definitely not like making kinda, it throwing you do, shows. You know, like your shirts, you're, you're not making a ton of money, you know, going and performing. You're performing no, to bro. touch the fans. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's what opens you up for those merch sales. So, like, and I think, okay, take like, you know, we went to see the internet recently, and the cheapest tickets were seventy bucks. Yeah. Like in the, we got like seats, and the seats were like hundred thirty bucks. Word. And you're like, damn, like, it wasn't a big crowd. You know, but like to pay, you have to pay the good money to get those spots. Like, yeah. And it's the same, even if you want to be a Meow Wolf, like you're going to pay 13, 1500 bucks to get an opener night there. Right. And like, that's reasonable money. That's mm-hmm. a good price. 
when when you're so, gonna touch that yeah. kind of crowd that's and you have that price. mixed well, if crowd you can bring in that crowd that's the, that's if the you biggest can, thing yeah but the venue is great and for that money that's that's yeah. dope but like right how are you going to cover that many sales right you right. have to cover like that mm -hmm. and some you have to bring in some other bigger artists and you got to pay them too so like you know i think getting paid for performances is bridging like, that is gap it. and then when you bring people in with ticket sales and then then they buy your merchandise yep mm -hmm. i think that's that's it like i've spent a lot of money on you local cats because like i like what you do and I, I see the best way to get you the money is to buy the shit from you and put the Work. cash in your hand tax-free right? no much appreciated and right back at you but like the the counter idea is that like oh get on spotify and like download or whatever but the that doesn't pay you guys hardly in anything oh, like, right spotify right even pays anybody i mean a few of our friends have made like small amounts of money on spotify but like small amounts of money the people who are big are making ish money they're not they're making yeah. hundreds or thousands of dollars no more than that per no, year no but i see what you're music. saying bringing it full circle and you use the spotify get the fans get the fans bring them to the show hit them with the merch sell the t-shirt sell them the little hat for their baby <laughs> cozy for their Spotify's beer paying people damn all right well let's not expose too much of your like dope it. business plans yeah. i got i want to thank you so much for coming down here and chit-chatting with us over here in the beat keep definitely definitely you, you can get i god's new release dusty digital yeah, on Bandcamp on the 27th word up yeah so look forward to that check it out the uh bio information at the bottom of this post will have the address for you so guys. We're, we're actually gonna move it off of uh under the crown okay uh we're gonna put it we're starting um infinity stoned records so infinity in, stoned yeah so infinity under the stoned records morphing uh, yeah, so it can be more under the crown. Infinity Stoned is more the the label, and so we're we're definitely putting our feet on the ground and, and going to start promoting mm -hmm. our own label and start distributing our own stuff. Dope. So look out for the Infinity Stoned label coming really quick. Right. In fact, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, speaker to mic, if you flip it over, like it says ISR001, that's Infinity Stoned Records. Oh, and that the was first the first release. release huh? It was the first release. <laughs> so yeah. You heard it here first. All right. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna do that there. So look out for that. Infinity Stone Records. We got I Got here. Check out Under the Crown. Stone Age Music. Studio. Oh wait, don't we have one more track though? Start, yeah, that gets played might, at the end. Said it might be his favorite though. It's played at the end. Well, you want to talk about it afterwards? Oh. Do you want to, Cap? Because we can we can just change up the whole format just for you I if didn't you want. Know. <laughs> it was a format. <laughs> I like messing it up. Fuck it. Uh, you're gonna have to talk about it ahead of time before we play the track. Okay. Well, it's all. We could just. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna go into this last track. Peaky <laughs> Radio, bitches. First sight. <laughs> It's uh, actually my favorite track off the album, so I'm not trying to spoil it for y'all, but yeah, I really like this track a lot, and uh, you know, it's uh, attention grabby. Dope, let's play it. <laughs> <laughs>
keepers. I think that's how Alden does it. Dude, y'all need to enough. like get down with that Master Cool album. Though. Anyway, he went to go take a... Well, I don't know what he went to do. But definitely my favorite track out of the three. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That's, uh, I definitely like that one a lot. <laughs> Word up. So y'all been listening to I Got Beat Keep Radio. Until next time, y'all look out for that Under the Crown. Look out for that Stone Age music. Let's keep it going, y'all. I'll see you out there. Peace. Surprise. This has been a Beat Keepers production, 2019.